<laughs> There's cameras everywhere. <laughs> I don't know where to look. I'll just look at this one the whole time. <laughs> Who am I talking about? Uh, Come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sounds so rich in here. Yeah, it's it's pretty buttery. It sounds pretty buttery, huh? Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, man. Hey, welcome to the podcast, video cast number two. Hey, what up, y'all? What's up, world? I'm having the same problem as you. I don't know where to look. I don't know where to look. It's freaking, three cameras. It's freaking brilliant. Well, episode two, we've got Alex Mars here. Yeah, hey. AKA Marshmallow. Hey, thanks. At Marshmallow. Instagram. Is there one L or twos in the Instagram? It's two name? L's. Two L's. Yeah. Like a true Mars. like a true Malo. Yeah. M-A-R-S-E Malo. Yeah, I'm really glad I chose that handle name. I just kinda just thought that would be the one. Isn't it weird where you just like, I gotta pick the representation of my yeah. entire digital life. It's kind of intense. I mean, people used to call me that in like grammar school. They used to like make fun of me because I was I was a little round. <laughs> <laughs> True confessions. <laughs> a little round. Yeah, it's weird that it's not taken. Yeah. Because it's hard to get a good one. You know what I mean? You you could be like Alex underscore one, two, three yeah. Mars machine. Who cares about that? Yeah. Fuck why that. are you real Chris Baca? Oh, why am I real Chris Baca? Yeah. I'll tell you why I'm real Chris Baca. <laughs> I was true Baca. And I was kind of like the hub for the stuff that Jared and I were doing, but it was also my personal account because back in the day, Jared didn't really post on social media oh, yeah. as much. I got into it like a little bit before he did. We started blogging and started doing the thing. And then he started his social thing. It was like J Trubaka. Mm. And it was very confusing. And people were like, thought they were talking to me, but they were tagging him. And then people thought they were connecting with the blog, and but it wasn't. So I was like, I need to change my handle because wow. this is just fucking ridiculous. So I searched for something that I could own on all platforms. So I wanted a name that sounded fun and was recognizable. And I could have Instagram, Twitter, and a web domain. Nice. And real Chris Baca was at all of this. Sick. So I never am on Twitter, but I have a real Chris, real Chris Baca Twitter. Man. And I also own realchrisbaca.com. I wonder if there's a real Alex Mars. There's probably not, dude. You should probably scoop that. <laughs> scoop it now. Actually, you should just buy marshmallow.com. That's true. That would be That sweet. would be even better. Lifestyle brand. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just it's got that kitschy flavor to it. You know, like, oh, yeah, go over to marshmallow.com. It's, it's like got the flavor. It's a good point. Yeah. That vanilla flavor. And Chris, Chris Baca was, there's a lot of Chris Bacas. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of common. And I think the dude who had the act, like just Chris Baca on Instagram, maybe, or it was another Baca one. It's like one of those fucking guys who's got the count, but then, you know, no posts and hasn't been on it forever. Yeah. He's just kind of sitting on it. Jeez. I'm like, dude, whatever, man. <laughs> I'll buy your domain. I want to buy your Instagram domain. <laughs> Let me gram for you. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. So, dude, what have you been working on? Yeah, I've been working on all kinds of stuff. Like, um, yeah. Well, okay, you've seen Alex before, but you're the... What do we call you? I don't know. I've been calling myself because I'm, I just do what I want. DIY titles, dude. <laughs> I've been calling myself the Wholesale Program Director. Director. Which I know... Director's director. cool. Yeah. But I, I feel like I want to I wanna be a director, you know, in the sense that I want to... I want to figure it out and in the future be able to direct people, you know, to lead the program essentially. Yeah. So, and yeah. directing sounds, it sounds sexier than managing. Yeah, it does. Managing sounds kind of tedious, honestly. Yeah. I manage this Who person. Who likes to manage? I mean, Some people do. <laughs> well, it makes it sound like there's a problem, right? Mm. 
Like, I got to manage the message. Right. I got to manage my team. <laughs> you know, you don't manage an orchestra. Yeah, All that's these true. motherfuckers with instruments. I got to manage them. Yeah. They're going to get out of hand. Wholesale program conductor. Conductor. <laughs> <laughs> Orchestrator. <laughs> Orchestrator. You don't manage um. a movie. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm the manager of the movie. <laughs> Just keeping everybody in line. It's been a blast, though. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. Like, I'm basically coming on. So, I, I was... I saw an email the other day from like a year ago that was kind of like my first wholesale thingy, mm. which was getting our coffees into New Leaf in town. Oh, sick. It's like your first wholesale win. It's the first wholesale thing. It was like, basically the way it happened was Chuck was just like, hey dude, you should, because I had started doing other things besides the cafe. Like I was like answering emails for uh, the info at right. email address. And then uh, Chuck was like, hey dude, you should just go to the groceries in town and see if any of them want to carry our coffee. And I was like, okay, how do I do that? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, all right, cool. Cool. Just go. <laughs> and then I remember I, you think you talked to me about it and I was like, I don't know either. I know you'll need UPC codes probably. Right. But that was it. <laughs> and then I was like, UPC. At that time you weren't even like the, you weren't even the wholesale director. Not at all. You were like dabbling in all these like things. Yeah. I was just doing projects. Like there was like the website, project that was like oh like yeah at some point we should have a wholesale ordering forum for our uh wholesale partners and then yeah i was just like huh okay so there's an opportunity here there's like things to be done using the skills that i have and i can like fill a gap here basically mm -hmm. so yeah that's sick yeah because yeah, you were doing that you were doing more of that than you were even wholesale yeah i almost feel like you got into wholesale on accident yeah kind of i mean getting Getting into like New Leaf and Staff of Life and uh, just like doing that, I feel like was like almost like an incidental thing where I didn't, I wasn't even thinking of that as like part of the business. But then once I saw it, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like I get to do customer service in like a different realm than, you know, in the cafe um, where your customers are in front of you. And um, yeah, I just, I just thought that it would be a cool opportunity to pursue to help to grow the business because it is like such a big part of any coffee roasting businesses wholesale, obviously. So yeah, yeah, that's badass for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I was project, I was like doing all kinds of random stuff. Let's see. What's I'm, my story. I don't know what your story is, dude. Why? Okay. Here's, here's the interesting thing. Why did you even care about doing wholesale? No, about like like when you anything. first started going to New Leaf and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to New Leaf and I'm going to get that. I'm mm. going to get the grocery and I can expand this thing and I can do this. You know, like, <laughs> like why? Yeah, uh, because I mean, I since day one have like believed in the mission of the company and like believed in what we do. And especially like in those early days, we were like this like small tight knit group. And I remember just being like, man, this place is really awesome. Like everybody here is great. We take care of our employees. That's amazing. We should spread this, like the awareness of our brand to the world. And maybe this is like, you know, the first step towards growing that kind of, um, like just getting, getting better known in the community. So yeah, it was really just, I just wanted to spread that. And, um, yeah, I just I just felt like there was like an opportunity that we were like missing out on to like be present in the local grocery stores. So it was kind of bananas to feel that feeling because that was one of the first times when I was like, oh fuck, like people <laughs> people actually give a shit. Oh yeah, you know, because I you have you open this store and then you have employees and there's 
at first, no matter what happens, no matter how awesome your people are, and we had people early on like Tanner who was helping us before we were open, even for free, and he yeah. was amazing. But there's this big gap between ownership and employees mm. in the sense of that for the first few months, like you really have to drive the ship yourself. Totally. And people are kind of getting comfortable learning what you're all about, like learning what they can and can't get away with and mm. trying to figure out like, can I contribute or how does it work or do I even want to? Yeah. And then that was a pretty big breakout moment where it's like, actually, I feel pretty comfortable about this. Hey, I'm going to go get grocery. Right. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sick. For sure. Yeah. It was funny. I really had no idea how to do it. Like, I remember just being like, wait, I took this thing on, but how the frick do I do it? Like, I don't know anything about like selling to people or even just like, who do I even talk to? Like a grocery is like this crazy universe where there's like a million people and like, you know, who knows who is going to be the one that you need to talk to. But just, yeah. So the first thing I did was just call, I just like called the groceries, like the actual locations. And I was like, Hey, we're cat and cloud. Uh, super cool. We treat our employees really well. Like I was just talking about us as a company and, uh, yeah, they were like, Oh, I, I don't make those decisions, but talk to this person and I was like, Oh great. But yeah. So it was just a lot of that, like figuring out like, how does this even work? How long did it take you to get to, so let's take new leaf for an example. Yeah. You call the store. What was level two? Did you get kicked right to the buyer or level two? So yeah, I called the store operator. They sent me to the grocery buyer and then the grocery buyer was like, Oh, you need to talk to the central buying office which is like which manages the buying for all of the like they they're the gatekeeper of products for all the stores all the stores yeah so you went from the store to the individual buyer of that store yeah. and then got kicked back out into the bigger system exactly because they basically need to authorize yep us as a a vendor exactly or a product yeah and then i set up like a like a tasting with the two grocery buyers in the central buying office and then yeah I remember being really nervous for that because I was just like, uh, I don't know. I remember I was like, here's the answer, <laughs> like shake, shaking, spilling the cup because I just didn't even know what to say. But And you were never like a barista. No. Is the thing. Yeah. Because we picked you out of the ice cream shop. <laughs> Fresh out of the ice cream shop with a master's from NYU. <laughs> and you're like, I've never done anything more than drink coffee yeah which is i can't i can't even imagine <laughs> i would fucking freak out like i'm yeah. not super comfortable in those situations and mm. the one thing that makes me more comfortable is i've just been doing coffee forever gotcha. at a deep level so when we would go to la all the time with verve and i'd have to talk to these restaurant owners and head chefs and i was just like mm. whoa i felt like they were in a completely different world than i was and i was like i don't even know what you want to hear yeah <laughs> so i'm just gonna nerd out right just sound like i know what i'm talking about because i do I, yeah i know what i'm talking about but i still don't know how to sell anything gotcha you know yeah. i don't have a pitch totally i was like bad at a pitch yeah which is where maybe a regular person might be better mm. than a coffee like a full-blown barista geek i could see that yeah. you know you kind of like have like a you're not as caught up in details of things you have an agenda to i feel like the coffee nerd can potentially have the agenda to just highlight the coffee mm. whereas a normal human being should have the agenda of making the client or the customer happy right. how am i going to improve your business by you carrying our product totally whereas the nerd's like 
taste this geisha it's so sick or like the, you know what i mean like lots of acidity right like, okay cool like yeah let's talk about my life <laughs> how does it make my life better totally but yeah i actually yeah because i remember like back in the early days just given my background of not coffee i remember being like like i was just i was trying to learn as much as i could at that time about coffee so i like i got like the james hoffman like world atlas that's james hoffman right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. Um, big jimmy yeah got that book was reading all kinds of stuff and then i was like studying our like coffee descriptions and tasting notes and stuff so that i could like at least communicate those things on some level but and it's funny to like look back on it now and be like oh okay i've learned a lot in the last year but um but yeah i remember just being like yeah this is the answer this is probably what most people will buy at your store Here's the night shift. This is the dark roast. They'll love this too. And then just kind of, they were like, yeah, this is great. You guys are awesome. We love your branding. We love your shop. It like sold itself. It was easy. Easy. Relatively easy. Took a week. That's amazing. (laughs) That's insane grocery turnaround. Yeah, it's crazy. So then we get in and then there's the UPC work that has to be done for pretty much all grocery. Mm -hmm. I know about it from the Whole Foods world, but... Right. And that's... um, as simple as what? Yeah. You contact a weird human in the yeah. office. There's this like weird organization called GS1 uh, or GS1 US. GS1. Yeah. So you got to you gotta find them online and then you got to create an account, pay like a big fee to become a member. And they are responsible for distributing barcodes to vendors, like creating barcodes for you. And then you, and they, so they also interface with retailers. So I guess that's the benefit maybe. Do they have like a monopoly on pretty much you, like barcodes? As far as I know, like I remember it you could like either, this should be illegal. Seriously. I remember like you could either go through them or you could buy like already used like pre-owned barcodes. Oh, like rollover barcodes? Yeah. But I remember being like, huh, that's cool. But it was like confusing, like what's going to work though? Like, are these things actually going to work? I don't know. They might not work. Will they live in someone else's computer as like some other fucking product that you scan and then yeah, chicken soup know. comes up or something on accident <laughs> if they don't update the system? <laughs> chicken soup, four ninety nine. <laughs> this is a great deal. <laughs> I love cat and cloud soup. <laughs> um, yeah, that's hilarious though. So, so then <laughs> you get those and then it's, is it one per product? Yeah. So you pay to be a member, and then you pay per... Per product, per variant. So, I mean, for us, it was easy because it was just like 10-ounce whole bean. That's all we're selling. And so you have one of those barcodes for each of those coffees. But you would need another barcode if you offered ground coffee. Yeah, totally. Like ground for trip yep. or ground for French press or whatever. Yeah, it's weird. So you pay for like access to like up to 99 barcodes at the first bracket and then beyond that you pay more for access to more barcodes 99 barcodes it's weird dude that's crazy <laughs> feels like a scam it felt i remember when you were telling me about it i was like is this fucking real is I there somewhere mad. else we could go like are these just guys like shaking us down i was really pissed off they're like busting us up for being a small business and like right? taking advantage of us yeah dude but apparently it's real it's real we just renewed so <laughs> i think it's real gs1 us proud member <laughs> Card-carrying Card member. member. <laughs> that was the unofficial how to get a grocery account yeah. um, chain of command. Who knew we were going to talk about this? Who knew? And then grocery is interesting, too, because usually if you're an account, you order coffee, you ship coffee, it goes there. Grocery sometimes has specific 
yeah. receiving times. It's, and Actually, it was like the trickiest thing I remember at the beginning. It ended up being like, it's like the most complicated type of account, I would say, in terms of like um, the like special requirements, the special needs of uh, groceries. Because like, yeah, a lot of groceries will have like a certain window in which you can drop the coffee off. Um, or they'll have like, like anytime you have a new product, you have to like get them the UPC like ahead of time and they have to scan, like there's like all these like little things. Oh, they have to get it into their system. Yeah. Like before the coffee actually comes. Right. You gotta like plan grocery. ahead with grocery, but it's awesome. Cause then once you're in, you're in and you're a local presence and they actually like, they buy like a pretty good amount of coffee from us. It's funny that I see it on the shelves and we have a really good shelf placement. Yeah, we're at, like eye level. At New Leaf. Yeah, it's super sick. sick. Thanks, New Leaf. Eye level's the jam. <laughs> so you got to get eye level. But we weren't eye level at first. You mm-hmm. were working on eye level. Yeah. We were either high or low and then it's just kind of touching base. And I don't think I even really did anything. I think I mentioned it one time and then I think that the coffee just was selling well. So they just, yeah, they respond in numbers. They respond to like, you know, sales and metrics more than anything. So yeah. Yeah. We do have the brightest, bluest bag. Yeah. In a sea of brown <laughs> right. and like olive green and, and black and like, red. Yeah. And just weird. they're all low tones. Yeah. High tones. Need those high tones. Gotta get those high tones. <laughs> Let's call grocery your first big win. Yeah. So you take that and then how did that make you feel? Mm. Were you hungry for more? Was it like lighting a spark? Like, okay, cool. I got this account. They're buying coffee. Yeah. Sweet, I can do this. I want to do this, or was it okay? That's cool. I'll go back to doing code. Yeah, I remember being like really stoked and seeing like just the fact that it was something that I had taken from A to Z. Like somebody like whispered in my ear to like do this thing, and I was like, okay. And then I just like took it from there till the end, and then yeah, from there I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is a thing. This could be more of a thing. So yeah, I was like really excited to like figure out what the next step of that was, which ended up being just like basically managing like the orders at like email address and you know. Is this when you started building the website? I think so. I started building the website. That was like a long time coming. I think that I really started building the website when I got pneumonia in like March because I was home. I was oh, stuck yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were going through different versions of it. Right. But nothing was really sticking. It was a huge trial and error process. It was like a mess, honestly, because like Shopify is like the web platform that we use, whatever, um, for e-commerce. So we use that for our retail site. But then it was like, oh, can we also use that for wholesale? But then we have to like install this app to get products that have this pricing versus wholesale pricing only for certain customers. It like ended up being this freaking mess that I mean I thought it was a mess and I was just like this is the worst so yeah I ended up just deciding to build a completely it was kind of a mess yeah (laughs) and the separate website is cheaper Mm. for us and way easier to manage than running a plugin on the standard website exactly the only caveat is that you have to have a re you have to have like duplicates of products basically like but it's fine it's not a big deal and then this dude, we're going hard for all the homies out yeah, there. You guys are learning all the secrets. Learn, learn all the secrets. <laughs> Those both dumped down into ShipStation. Exactly. Which is our order kind of processing platform where we yeah. create labels out of, create shipping stuff and yep. pull everything goes gets filtered into there. 
Yeah, Ship Station was a sick win. I remember, I, I think it was like Chuck or Jared or somebody that was like... I think Chuck was like the ultimate Ship Station fan. Yeah. He was like, you should check this out because we were using like Ordero in Which the past. Which is horrible. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. Uh, but that gave me a chance to like kind of geek out over something, but also like utilize my like tech skills and background and be like, okay, let's set up a system that's like as automated as possible so that we like don't have to do a lot of like manual work to fulfill orders and not even manual work the catch 22 with manual work is that more mistakes are made that's true so if someone's emailing you an order or someone's sending one order here one order through the website and they get processed to different places because we would be typing them out you know entering them manually and one messed up keystroke and someone gets maybe half their coffee order totally you know maybe they get one bag of the answer five pound instead of ten i very much remember messing stuff like that up and then just being like crap like this is the worst it's obnoxious <laughs> like they're typing the order into us sending it to us via email we're typing it in on our system it's like double the work there's too many too many places for it to get lost yeah forget about it it's funny automate that <laughs> But getting pneumonia was actually great. Um, <laughs> All you up and coming uh, wholesale wannabes out there, just freaking get ill, dude. Just get ill. Get as sick as possible. I was just stuck at home and I was like, man, I'm really bored. I watched tons of Netflix, but then I was like, I just want to like do something productive. So, I wonder if that means, just fuck with me on this one for a second. <laughs> like you're doing, it's not like you were fiddling around like you're working on it like trying to figure this thing out trying to figure it out trying to figure it out trying to figure it out and then yeah. it took you getting pneumonia to do it <laughs> should there be a built-in kind of intense work hiatus if you want to take one mm. you know I mean, like because i get a lot of stuff done that way to where you're in the cafe doing stuff and you're like hey guess yeah. what i'm not coming in for a week it's not a vacation i'm just gonna stay at home right and go hard on this one thing for me i think that yeah, I, I don't think I would have been able to get it done in that amount of time because it was just a thing that I had to just like sit down and do. And I mean, I love working like in the cafe, like on the side, you know, on my computer, but it's like, it could be such a distracting So distracting. Just because it's great. Like the energy is great there and like we know everybody and we're always like hanging out and stuff. But in terms of productivity time, it's like, it could be pretty challenging. Yeah, that's why I bail a lot and it's hard because I... I'm always feeling weird, like, oh, people are seeing bail, and like, what are they thinking yeah. when I bounce? But there's three prongs to this. There's just straight productivity, mm -hmm. which is super important. There's interacting with the staff, which is also super important. And then there's interacting with the community, right. which are super important. And you can do two of those that are really <laughs> important in the cafe all the time. You can spend hours doing it. Right. You know, I went in to get coffee this morning, and I was just, I'm going to go in and grab coffee because I have to clean this area real quick i was like yeah five minutes yeah. it's right around the corner but no it's it's 45 minute trip to get a cup of coffee which Red. is great because i get to talk to mark i get to talk to barbara like everyone's in the zone and it's super fun totally you can go days without getting anything done <laughs> it was cool though to be able to like finish that project and be like cool all right this is ready <laughs> and it's been a hit yeah it definitely helps it's helped a lot yeah like we've been able to like automate a lot of things so like if somebody orders like a 10 ounce bag of coffee, um, you know, part of ShipStation's workflow for shipping the orders, you have to pick a package for that. And then you have to pick a shipping 
like service, like USPS priority or first class or whatever. Sorry if I'm losing you. This is jargon. <laughs> but ShipStation lets you like automate those things. So if an order comes in with just a single bag of coffee, it'll automatically like assign those parameters to that order so that then you don't even have to think about it. Like it knows how much it weighs. It yeah. knows it's going in that six by nine envelope or 12 yeah. by nine by whatever envelope. Yeah, exactly. And then it'll print out the automatic postage for that. Time saver. And then you do batch. So the only stuff that we actually weigh out is the big wholesale orders because right. those are variable week to week. Totally. Because people are ordering all kinds. They're complex. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy though because I was working with Grace the other day and she was looking at coffee and then she looked at me and she told me exactly what size box it was going to go in <laughs> and how to arrange it. For wholesale boxes? For wholesale boxes. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty gnarly. It was an order and she looks at it she's all, mm, 24 by 12 by 12 and... <laughs> Like stack them vertically and then these horizontally and then it'll it'll all fit perfect. So insane. And it was perfect. I was like, that's fucking weird. You're dude. on it. <laughs> Seeing the matrix on a different level. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Shout out to the roastery crew. The roastery crew is insane. Yeah, they are like crushing it. I don't know if that camera shut off. It's being weird. Dang it. Did it shut off? <coughs> We're supposed to have three minutes left on the oh, timer. Loser. DSLRs shut off by themselves. At 30 minutes. Hot tip. So I'm going to go restart the other one. This one's still on, though. Yeah. Yeah. GoPro goes hard. GoPro goes hard. What about... Mm. It's so chocolatey. Is that the answer? Yeah. Answer so chocolatey? It's the best It's the best coffee. Like, if Ever. you just want to have coffee. <laughs> it really is. You just drink it. I could drink it all day. And that's certified by friends, family, and people that don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're like, this is good. My dad loves the answer. Dude, we went to Jenny's family for Thanksgiving, and everyone's like, this is good. And they're just <laughs> random-ass people. Yeah. And they don't care. I remember I, for Christmas last year, I brought the answer home, and then I brought the Ethiopian natural. Um, and then, yeah, I did, like, taste tests with my family. And everybody was like, the answer. I mean, the Ethiopia is cool, but the answer. The other cool thing was when we were getting compliments on the coffee, and people were just like, this is good coffee. They didn't know that it was ours. <laughs> so they didn't know it was mine. They Whoa. just thought it was like, oh, this is good coffee. That's sick. Yeah. Under the radar. I'm just saying, if you want to make people happy, <laughs> I want to get some cat and cloud in your life. Couldn't hurt. I mean, Newly thinks sell. it's awesome. Just a soft sell. <laughs> just a soft sell. I'm. You want to get crazy, bro? Oh, yeah. Let's get crazy. Okay. Um, I had the idea to do stupid stuff in video format that is not in the audio format. So I think it might be time to do some of that stupid yeah. stuff. So um, Alex is going to make some latte art. Sweet. <laughs> let me check and make sure that... Just, uh, just wanted to let you guys know I am going to crush this. We're going to heat up the Breville <laughs> right now. And um, it shouldn't be too long because I had it on this morning and I was making a little bit of coffee. I just switched out the holiday blend. So yeah. um, we'll give it... We'll give it a second. Wow. So <laughs> let me check the temp. While that's going, I just wanted to give a shout out to our roastery crew, to Grace, Sarah, Jen, the new folks, Mark and Kristen. Just want to shout out them because without them, none of what I do would be even possible. And I feel like it's so awesome to be like supported by a crew that cares so much and that 
is there to get the job done like every day, even though every day is a curveball. There's like new things that come in and it's like, oh no, or like the, something happens with the roaster. It's like, oh no, but they just always, they figure it out. It's, oh yeah, now the timer. Yeah, a little late there, buddy. <laughs> Freaking loser. Freaking idiot. It's so hard to work in our roastery. Yeah. I feel bad every day that I go in <laughs> as a business owner for the people that work in the roastery. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely. It is so small. So small. It is ridiculously small. You should see it right now, y'all, out there in the and, world. And then the funny thing is pictures don't do it justice. Yeah. Because, you know, you shoot it with wide-angle lens. It looks like there's some space in there. There's no space in there. It is ridiculous. We can barely fit all the roasted coffee in there at the end of the night yeah. to close the doors. There's like one lane. It's like a tiny lane that you can like walk through. For a human. Yeah. <laughs> like you couldn't go back to back. Yeah. If I was standing behind you, we would be butt to butt and like not fitting. <laughs> butt to butt. Butt to butt. There's <laughs> a weird movie. With, yeah. Anyway. End to be. <laughs> Skip that. <laughs> pass. Me, you, and everyone would know. Take a hard pass. We got it. We're good. But yeah, it's crazy. And in green coffee... I keep saying it's crazy, and I don't want to say that all the time. It's like this tick that I've developed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. So crazy. Sound like it's not that crazy, <laughs> but this is crazy. <laughs> green coffee. Basically, every day there's a green coffee run. Yeah. To storage, <sighs> hucking it, and like a third of the total roastery space is dedicated to green coffee, at least. Yes. Like we already have a shit ton of green coffee in the roastery. So you got green coffee roaster roasted coffee on a rainy day it's impossible yeah you can't do it anything. doesn't work you can't do anything if it's not sunny outside because what happens is you open open up the roastery and then everything that's not being used goes out in the front or the back yeah because we have this little thank god we have a standalone building right because if we were in like a regular situation it just wouldn't work yeah that'd be a bummer and then when it's raining it's just you can see it so i appreciate the work that they do because i know it's really hard yeah it's not chill Totally. We have a new roasting space, though. Mm. We were supposed to be in it already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the details. The details are, well, we signed the lease. I think you know these details. We signed the lease on the space. Right. And it's in the same building where we're going to have another retail space. Okay. And the retail space is a long play. So that's going to be like a year away or something. Mm. But they said we could move into the roastery basically two months ago. Cool. But what they didn't know was that the existing tenant built a bunch of illegal stuff in there <laughs> so like mezzanine levels and non-coded bathrooms and just like a bunch of crap that's not supposed to be there uh, so they had to do a bunch of demo work to get it back to zero and then resubmit it at the county uh, to get it back to code before we can have it because we're like we'll just take a shell yeah you know and we'll drop the roaster in and then punch a hole through the roof yeah because it, and we'll put some desks in there for work because we don't have the money to do like a full blown like this is our roastery yeah. build out. It's just that oh, like no, we'll get there. we're not rich. Yeah, <laughs> it's like baby steps. Yeah. Just to have the space will be amazing. Right. So all I want is that space and then some sort of little like go kart. Yeah. Or a uh, like an electric electric golf cart kind of thing. <laughs> My dream is the merch dream. I, I want to do stuff that lives in the roastery because that whole area will be just really cool retail space around there. Yeah. And I want to have limited merch that only lives on the cart. 
like merch, coffees, like hats and shirts and things like that. And you drive the cart out and you drive it around the neighborhood and you can buy stuff from the cart. (laughs) But the stuff that you get from the cart, you can't get it anywhere else. You can't get it in the store. You can't even get it if you come to the roastery. You have to be there when the cart is there. Dude, that's so funny. So side story, not related to coffee, but it's cool anyway. Uh, In New Orleans, there's this this dude who everybody knows as, as Mr. Okra. And so he's, he's got this like truck with like, like a big like trailer and it's painted like all these like trippy colors. And he just drives around and sells like fresh produce out of his truck. But he's got this intercom attached to his like roof. And he just like, he's always like, I got fried green tomatoes. <laughs> I got bananas. <laughs> Like he's like sing-songing kind of. That's so sick. So he drives dude. through the neighborhoods at like 8 in the morning. Like 8 in the morning? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Everyone's so you, like... You could be Mr. Mr. Okra of coffee. I could be Mr. Merch. <laughs> Mr. Merch. I got Cat and Cloud t-shirts. <laughs> Limited edition. <laughs> I got chips. Roastery crew. Wholesale. Yeah. Online ordering form. What kinds People of- can do whatever they want. <laughs> Why did my... My headphones, yeah. Oh, crank those things. You got them. Those are some. Those are some pretty big wins, and they've been big wins for the business too, because it's just it takes a lot of space. Yeah. So when we opened, I was roasting all the coffee, I was processing all the orders, I was doing that whole thing, right. and that was insane. Yeah. <laughs> it was like basically a nightmare, and not because it wasn't fun. It was. But the amount of time that I spent doing that, it was a really big chunk of time. Mm. And it kind of took me out of the cafe more than I would have liked early on. Yeah. So it was it was just the best way to do it. It was how it went down to where I still worked a lot of shifts, but then I would be over there roasting a lot. Right. So I didn't get to know as many of the people as well as some of the other people did. I mean, they saw them, but there was just, it's lonely over there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There is a window that you can look through, but... Uh, and especially now there's at least a couple people that work there at a time, right. but I was just by myself yeah, doing my thing. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you're just on floor by yourself, like, you're on shots. Hey. Hey, y'all. I make the coffee. So what's, like, the motivator now? Is there another big project that you're working on or, how you know? Yeah, I mean, some of the things I've been working on is putting together, like, a, a growth plan for for wholesale so basically just basically just like trying to put together a plan that i can utilize and follow and that like everybody can get behind that's like okay here's how we want to grow wholesale because we have this goal of like x number of pounds by next year right so the idea is to i mean yeah how do we get there how do we get there (laughs) so that's been like something that i've been thinking about since the leadership retreat to chico uh, a couple months ago was just like, okay, like, so we get inquiries that come into us. That's awesome. But it's not necessarily enough, you know, to like sustain growth over the long term. So, yeah, you cap out at some point. Yeah. You generate enough buzz as a fresh new business and people find you. But exactly. then at some point, you got to go get people. Yeah, totally. Which is cool. I mean, I'm like, I've been looking forward to this like new challenge of uh, going out into the world and like, finding people where they are and being like, Hey, we're cat and cloud. Like basically going back to the roots of my story with wholesale when I went to new leaf, but doing it with like more and bigger businesses. How do you sell to people? (laughs) 
That's a good question. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, what do you talk about if you go in, mm. you have a meeting? Because there's a bunch of different avenues yeah. that you could take. Before you even get the meeting, yeah, I feel like step one is just, just getting on their radar. Um, so, like, how would somebody, like, sell to you, you know? Like, if somebody was trying to sell you a product. Well, because I ignore everybody. Right. But, that, I mean, I think that's a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Like, a lot of business owners, especially, are, like, you know, and I don't blame them at all. You just tune out to it because yeah. there's so much stuff going on. You just on. can't, like... So, yeah, I feel like that's the first step for me is just developing, like, a confidence and, like, going into a new place and being like, hey, I work for Cat and Cloud. We're awesome. You're awesome, too. We want to work with you. Let's be friends. <laughs> we had talked about the idea of a values alignment mm. and seeking out people that you actually think would be good matches and actually believe the same things as you. Yeah. And that's been much more effective for you than the shotgun technique, which is, <laughs> I'm going to sell to everybody. Yeah. Hey, you want to buy my coffee? Totally. It's hard to make a case for why your coffee would make someone's business better if there's no alignment and it actually won't make their business better. Right. I feel like that separates it from just like straight up, like cold calling sales type maneuvering to like, oh, okay, you're a place that's been on my radar for a long time because you have an awesome brand and I've been to your shop and it's great. I had a good experience there. So I think that we could work together because we value a lot of the same things, whether it be like quality or courtesy or, you know, Whatever, whatever it is for that particular case, but yeah, which has tended to lead into a better working relationship with those people. Yeah, also definitely, which is what makes wholesale fun, right? And it's like when we go visit accounts and we have this banter with them, yeah. I feel relaxed, which is a good feeling because I didn't always feel like that. It doesn't feel weird. It doesn't like, feel weird. <gasps> it, you don't. You're never wondering, like, do they actually want me here? Am yeah. I just taking up their time? It's more just like chilling with friends. You're like, I'm with the homies. Totally. Even people that we hadn't even met before. <laughs> yeah. Like when we went to meet Jack. Yeah, Jack Harris. At Blue Lagoon. Like, I never met that guy. I talked to him on the phone like one time. Right. But then we get there and it's like, oh, dude, this guy's fucking chill. Yeah. We're just <laughs> hanging. You know, we could have gone out to dinner, gone get, is getting some drinks. It's, yeah. It's easy. Yeah, definitely. He's like, he's like deep in it right now. I've, been seeing his he, he reached out i guess he was a subscription customer maybe in the past mm -hmm. and then he was like he reached out about wholesale like months ago and has since been like navigating the process of opening a shop uh blue lagoon coffee but yeah it's it's been really cool to like follow the, the that's like kind of my favorite thing i would say that i've learned uh so far doing wholesale is like when these people come to me and they're like uh yeah we're starting a shop it's gonna be great we like believe in a lot of the things you guys believe in we'd love to work with you like those are some of my favorite stories because you get to see them like grow over time and like develop their like brand and like high top was the same way where they were like you know they contacted me pretty early on and it was also cool for me to be like oh okay so like i i'm like fostering this relationship over time whereas like i feel like some people would just be like oh, yeah, I don't really have time to, like, talk to you right now because you're not even, like, a real thing yet. Yeah, are you going to buy coffee right now? Yeah. Okay, I don't care. But it's, like, it's a long play, and sometimes it might work, sometimes it might not, but I think it's cool. You have to make the play, though. Yeah. Because almost the exception... <coughs> excuse excuse me. me. I think 
the grocery experience that you had is maybe more the exception to the rule and that accounts don't usually turn over in a matter of weeks. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a month long process. Yeah. And if it takes you a quarter to land an account that's a hundred pounds, it's totally worth it. It's like, sweet. That's awesome. And you have to do that because if you don't, then you're going to go through the quarter. You're not going to land any accounts yeah. or you're going to land some piddly little accounts that are going to drop off eventually. Mm. And then what? You're just spinning wheels in the mud. So yeah, it's hard because you don't feel that instant gratification. Right. But then when you do get them, you just, you vibe with them. Totally. It's like a vibe, dude. You're like in this together. Who does the art for High Top? Do you know? They have like a pretty cool media presence. They, yeah, I know that one of the owners, I think it's Carson um, that runs the Instagram account, but in terms of who does the art, I think it's one of their, or no, it's actually not even a friend. It's like somebody that they just, they like found and they were like, hey, do you want to like do art for us? Carson apparently knows Theo. Oh, cool. At Companion, another one of our accounts, <laughs> which I only know because I talked to Theo last night at the Small holiday party. World. And she, well, Theo's from Fresno. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, Funny. connection. That's cool. <laughs> it's the French connection. <laughs> the the Fres connection. The Fres connection. What advice do you have for people who are trying to grow their business, grow their wholesale following, and they don't know where to start? Let's say... Yeah. You're a coffee roaster because we, we get asked about this all the time. Mm. I've been open for three months. I'm in business. I have good coffees. How do I get on people's radar? How do I differentiate myself from everyone else that's in the yeah. world? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to, first of all, you are a unique business. You're a unique person. You're a unique business. You have a story behind you. So it goes back to like getting your story out there into the world and then also figuring out what you value and trying to find people that value the same things and like basically using that as your like entry point into conversations with people. Um, and also just like figuring out like, like what are your, like what do you need out of a wholesale program? So like for us, we, we try to focus on like a certain like kind of account, if that makes sense of mm -hmm. like, like in terms of volume, but also in terms of like exclusivity because that enables us to do a lot more things with our uh, accounts that we do have. So yeah, I think like, and it's weird. Sometimes that's a weird thought for me because it can feel like we're like rejecting a customer, like a potential customer. Okay. But at the same time, it's like they might be better with like another coffee roasting company that can dedicate, that is more focused on those kinds Their of Their type of account. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, I mean, some people are like, we'll take any and every account. Um, and then you have like a hundred accounts and like 75% of those are like small, you know, that might work for some roaster, but it probably wouldn't really work for us. We don't have the infrastructure to support that even if we wanted to. Yeah, totally. And I would argue that it would not be as fun yeah. for us. Yep. But there are people who can do that. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Like every account takes like basically the same amount of time to like manage, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that was one thing that I found out that if you have a 150 pound account or a 20 pound account, you're kind of spending about the same amount of time right. dealing with each of them. And it's not to say that we don't like small accounts or something like that. Like, you know. Well, no, it's, it's, it's okay to look at things from the perspective of a business. Yeah. You know, because if we look at things from a business-focused perspective and we know what makes sense for us, 
we have to do right by our business, but it also mm. empowers us to give quality service to those people who we do think fit that profile. Yeah. Instead of spreading ourselves thin and doing like a little bit with everybody. And I, I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I totally have that like little feeling sometimes where I was like, is this bad? Like, yeah. Would someone come into the cafe and we, tell them to leave but it's not it's not really a similar operating agreement it's different yeah. it's totally different you're selling directly to a customer in the cafe you're selling to like a business in wholesale so and they are a customer but it's a different kind it's b2b it's b2b hey cat and clouds on that b2b tip business to business business, business to business uninitiated pro tip <laughs> theatricality and deception college. powerful snares for the uninitiated <laughs> Oh, and then man. we're gearing up to do some pretty sick shit. Yeah. With our wholesale accounts and a select group of our wholesale accounts. Yep. Which, okay, we got a couple of things coming up. Well, I want to talk about the videos. Yeah. So we've started this hub, this online video hub that's a information resource. It's like, what are we calling it? A partner resource program? Yeah. For our exclusive wholesale partners. Yep. And basically, it's a video format like this, along with a written worksheet addressing topics that we use to make our business awesome. So we're actually recording one today yeah. about marketing. The first one we recorded last month, it's a monthly thing, was on why values are important for your business and how to integrate those into your business. Yep. And for me, it just seems like a way to actually add that little bit of extra value for people who really want to play with you and you only. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And that makes me feel so good just as a business owner and part of that cat and cloud team that someone loves us enough to be like, you know what? I could buy coffee from anybody. I love you guys. Right. Your coffee's awesome. I'm only going to buy your coffee. Yeah. That's big in today's multi-roaster world because we do have multi-roaster. You know, we're singing High Tops praises. Yeah. They're a multi-roaster account. They have yeah. Huckleberry. They're awesome. They're great. Totally. They buy a lot <laughs> of coffee. They're freaking fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. But to be, you know, we, we love you guys. Like, whoa, that's cool. I want to do something for you. Right. Because we appreciate that. So that's that's phase one in that. And I think it's something that could be really useful. We talk about a lot of this stuff on the podcast, but in the format where we're talking to our wholesale clientele, mm. it makes it it's even a little more personal because we know these people really intimately. We can speak very candidly and in like a really heavy business sense. Yeah. Like specific examples. Because you know how Hawthorne's business works, you can be like, okay, this is how it would work for you. Totally. You know, because you know how these places function. So that's phase one. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's like, because we don't necessarily have the infrastructure and manpower right now to be able to do like a full-on kind of consulting situation. Um, so I think it's cool to be able to like share certain things that are related to consulting. It's maybe not quite as personalized, although it is to some extent. But um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be a cool thing for everybody. I'm super pumped. Yeah. I mean, if we do one a month, it's going to be... There'll be basically a master class online by the yeah. end of the year. Mad content. So it's a private video page that everybody logs into. Yeah. And we could utilize comments. We could talk to each other. Yeah, we should. We should utilize comments. Utilize. <laughs> the yeah. other thing we have coming up in uh, next year sometime for um, our exclusive partners, but then like a couple others, like um, High Top is on this list too, for sure, um, is this wholesale business forum which was Charles's idea initially. He uh, 
he had the idea of like getting everybody together in Santa Cruz and basically just talking about business and specifically for him, he wanted to share financial strategies, things like that, that are, you know, the way that we operate our cafes basically. Um, but now it's kind of turned into this like bigger thing where, you know, all like you and Jared are going to participate and I'll participate and we're basically like, it's like a mini conference. Yeah, pretty It's like much. a mastermind group or something. It's like invite only, like little exclusive conference thing. It's going to be cool to see all of those people in the same room at the same time. Yeah. So the dream is to put them up in the same place so they can all kind of get to know each other and build that camaraderie. Right. And hopefully we can be resources for them. But like down the line, like hopefully they can be resources for each other. Mm. To where if Jack has a problem or an issue, he feels comfortable calling Dylan. Right. Or he has something that he thinks that Aaron could help out with specifically. He's like, you know what? I'm going to hit up Aaron and just see what he thinks about this. Right. I think that would be awesome. Building like a little mini network of people that you can just chop it up with. Yeah, that is is really valuable. And yeah, I know like Jack and Dylan are already like tight buds which is awesome because we we have that with um the french press and dune coffee roasters oh yeah and it's awesome so if i'm freaking out (laughs) i can talk to julia i can talk to todd if todd has a question he could talk to me he could talk to jared and it's really really nice to be able to talk with someone especially outside of the organization yeah i don't know what it is about it because i I had some issues yesterday and I talked to Jared about them and that was great to have a partner that you could talk to about anything. Like, Hey man, I'm struggling with this. Like, what do you think? How do I move through this? But there's a, there's something else about this completely unbiased opinion right? to where they're just like, okay, you're being clouded by like your view of this person or what you think about this specific topic no or like what you're, you know, yeah, you're being clouded by Jared. <laughs> But to have that unbiased opinion is just, it's cool. It's yeah. its definitely valuable. How did you guys get to that point? I mean, I guess it was basically because you, you both were involved with the French press at some point, right? Uh, we were both involved in the French press, but it, it's really built around friendship more than it is around a business thing. So Julia, well, crap. When I first started working at Verve, the first trip that I took was to install the um, GB5 at State Street, the first French press store. Oh, wow. Because they had a loaner machine. It was like an old linea. They were and a Verve account? Yeah. Oh, okay. They were a Verve account before they started roasting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. For years. So we went down there, myself and Scott, Scott Flex, Scotty G from La Marzocco. Gotcha. You met him know. in Seattle for sure. You <laughs> yeah, met him. Probably. <laughs> I'll show you a picture and you'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> So we went down there in the van to install their machine because he was the salesperson for Verve at the time. Yeah. So I met them and they come from a skateboarding background. So it was just like instantaneous kickoff and they were just fucking making fun of me right out of the gate. (laughs) You could talk to Julie about it, but I showed up with Fila snap pants (laughs) over basketball shorts and like a, (laughs) like a, hat that was broke off so hard like sideways and backwards like who the fuck is this guy Todd was just like is this guy serious like (laughs) what's the deal and we went and got drinks and I ordered Pisco Sour (laughs) and we just kind of hung out and because she had a she had a skateboard on the wall it was a Neil 
Neil Blender, old Neil Blender. So if you know skateboarding, you know who Neil Blender is. But her thing was like, that's the only blender I have in my shop. <laughs> I don't have a blender except for that one. So we'd always been close. And I'd always talked to Julia specifically when I was having a really hard time. So after I left Verve and then was doing some other stuff and was having just like a full freak out, freak out it was like probably the darkest time in my modern life. Yeah. She talked me through a lot of that. So I just felt comfortable with her. And then nice. through that, them letting us roast there you know it's just another at that point you're not competitors you're not even coffee roasters right you're friends with each other and you both have a business mm. and you both know how challenging it is to be a business owner even if you have a partner right you know i've got jared and chuck and the team she's got todd and her family that helps out a lot and her team but there's still times when you just need to talk to someone else outside of the situation totally and that's been invaluable just for mental health just full-blown sanity sake coffee therapy i can't i seriously can't imagine it sounds super weird to say this but i don't think i can imagine my current life without like julia and todd mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's like the dumbest thing i could say no that's deep because i don't work with them but and i've never really thought about it like that on that level but it's yeah, pretty awesome to, like, i don't think i could yeah be able to like point back to something and be like yeah it's just cool because just realizing that they're such a big part of cat and cloud like yeah even though they're like a you know like you said competing coffee roaster but they're also like i mean she drew the fucking logo (laughs) (laughs) so many things like it's like her thing which is i it's funny because i think about that every time i draw merch i'm just like just okay i gotta channel julia man and then with the the last shirt that we did like the shock attack one yeah. I drew that and I sent it to her. <laughs> so I had the the shark with the shaka and then the cat in the thingy and the cloud up there. And then she sent back another drawing, which brilliant. She gave the cloud a surfboard and the sunglasses. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's super clutch. <laughs> so then I redrew it with the sunglasses and the surfboard. And then that was the final product. Wow. They're just like total collaboration. And I like that. Yeah. It's it's cool. It feels, I don't know. It just feels nice. It feels Friends are good to have. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that good at making friends, but those, yeah, that, it's, it's cool to have people you can talk to. Yeah. So to bring that all the way around, if we can help create that for some people who buy our coffee, I think that's super tight. Yeah. And I, I think there's, you know, to be real, and maybe this isn't like the best sales pitch that I could ever give. And so... Maybe I'm going to ruin your whole wholesale life (laughs) business here. There's only so much we can give you as as a wholesale provider. And we do a lot and we do our best, but that's going to tap out somewhere. But if we can create interaction between other people and expand that network and then you have 10 people to draw on instead of two and then a year from now you have 20 people to draw on Mm. instead of 10 – that can scale infinitely, and there's so much power in that. And I think right. that's like real potential that you can tap into. Yeah, I love that idea of having like a network that's unified by the fact that they carry Cotton Cloud Coffee and they like feel that they can share stuff with each other. That's like that would be that would be like the most powerful thing. That's the dream. Yeah, that like I hope it gets to that point, and I, I think it. I think it can. Yeah, I I truly believe it can, and it, I know I understand how it's going to be hard at first because it's hard to share things that are super personal to you and your business. Right. Because 
what pops into my mind is like, is this person going to judge me hmm. first off? Or like, am I doing it wrong? Yeah. Which is something that I think about all the time. Like, okay, <laughs> I know a lot about coffee, but even in the scheme of being a business owner, we're like a year and a half in. It's like the whole team. So I'm always thinking like, am I doing this wrong? Like, is someone <laughs> else doing it better? If I tell someone what I'm doing, are they going to think I'm like a complete idiot? Yeah. And what I've found through just sharing stuff with people is that most people have the same insecurities and the same concerns. Totally. And, you know, nobody knows what they're doing. They just have a strong vision for how they want the world to be. Yeah. So this vision of all of our wholesale accounts can come together and create a network that's infinitely more powerful than we can do alone, that's like the vision. And then we're doing our best at trying to figure that out. Right. And, you know, Julia and Todd, like they opened a business, like they didn't go to business school. Yeah. They don't know anything. All they know is like, I love coffee and I love the community space that coffee creates and we're going to create the coolest community space right. and provide opportunity for our employees. And that's like, and then you just figure it out. Just learned it. You plug along and then you pick yeah. things up from this person and you pick things up from that person, but you can't pick it up if no one wants to share because mm. someone's like too sketched out by it. Yeah. It really feels like a marathon. Like... You just got to be in it for the long run and just do it. You got to play with others too. The, too yeah. Like when when I was in between this and Verve, what I was dealing with was a crew that was not into that, not into sharing because mm. they thought they were better than everybody gotcha. and no one could tell them anything. And I yeah. started to get toxic with that idea too because it was just like there all the time and I did not like that. Like it made me feel bad about myself. Yeah. And I, which is also something I talked to Julia about a lot and I can tell you that it doesn't work. No matter how good you are at anything, you just, it's not the most effective way to be. Right. And it's not even just, now I'm going so deep. It's not (laughs) even just what you learn from other people, but it's that closed mind attitude to where it's like, yeah, I know. And like maybe you do know this about something, but yeah. Where I came from and where I'm going now, I just used it as a lesson to where it's like, oh my God, like we were for sure that we knew all these things and probably about 80% of them were wrong. Right. Not because (laughs) they didn't work, but because they didn't work anywhere near as well as they could because there was no room for Eric's experimentation. Mm. Because if you're not experimenting, you're never going to get anywhere new. You're not going to grow. And your mind closes if you're like, I know it all. I don't need to fucking try this. The world is constantly changing. Like you just have to adapt it, it's constantly and you are constantly changing and yeah. you need to honor that too you know like what worked for you two years ago it's it's not going to work right. you might even want something different and that's something that you need to be aware of too which i wasn't aware of at the time i was like is this actually what i want like hmm. oh this is not if i'm really being honest with myself this is not even close to what i want <laughs> because i just needed a safe place i like i needed to leave where i was basically and this was the easiest way to do it. Yeah. And it was hard for me to rectify that. Like I kind of took a cop out and it was total bullshit. So <laughs> whatever Lessons it is, I just eat peanut butter and jelly for a year. It's fine. <laughs> People got it way worse than me. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's all worth it in the end. Could figure it out. Damn. Fuck. That got heavy at the end. Yeah. We're, we're going hard today. We're going hard. That was a good podcast. I just got like I one fit. more thing. Oh, you got one more that thing. I feel like I want to say. Let's yeah. do it, dude. This is going to be the longest podcast in history. I fucking love it. Can't wait to edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> Triple angle. Shit, uh, Yeah. I feel like from a wholesale perspective, so like my operation, my mode of operation every day, I'm always like questioning what we're doing and questioning like, can we be doing it better? And like, what are we saying that we're going to offer people? What are we actually offering people? 
what do we like really want to offer people in like the ideal world? And it's, yeah, I feel like it's uh, one of the challenging things for me is to kind of be like, like take a step back and realize like, yeah, we're like building this thing. Like it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect for like a long time or ever. But the important thing is to just keep, you know, keep chipping away. So whether it's like figuring out how to do more cool things for our partners and being like, oh man, this is crazy. Like there's so many things to do already or yeah, managing or like trying to find new accounts out there in, in the world. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. It's incremental progress and it's marathon style mindset. Yeah. You can't sprint this thing. I'm out. learning that because I'm, I'm used, I like, I'm used to like the instant gratification of like getting something done and being like, cool, this is done. That's it. <laughs> and there's a lot of things that we're going to do that don't work. Yeah. And that's chill. That's true. That's totally fine, which is really hard for me because I'm a perfectionist and yeah. I feel like a failure when I do something that doesn't work. Right. But it's how you get there. I'm just going to throw this question out there. If you're a coffee roaster or a cafe rather and not a coffee, I mean, we want to hear from you too. Are you a coffee roaster? <laughs> if you're a cafe business owner or whatever your role is and you buy coffee for your organization, I just want to like hear like what, what do you want? <laughs> Honestly, because everybody wants different things and I can make assumptions about what people want based on, you know, what, what I would think that I would want but I'm, I'm not a cafe owner. So I think something that I'm trying to figure out is we want to offer things that nobody else offers. And I think we do already, but I want to get even deeper with that and be like, I want to offer things that are exactly what a lot of people want and don't have or can't get anywhere else. So yeah, if you want to share that, you could be anonymous. You could be like, you know, create a fake email address and just hit me up. But <laughs> Where do, do you want them to yourself? Yeah, hit me up, alex at catandcloud.com. I just want to hear. I just want to learn what's going on in the world. <laughs> it's a freaking great headspace to be just in. Throwing it out there. That's like a pure growth mindset, <laughs> pure service-focused mindset. Yeah. What a fucking champion. That's what I want to do, dude. I want to talk about Wilbur Curtis. Can I? Yeah, wholesale guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get to interact with Wilbur Curtis like a fair amount because, yeah, we we buy equipment for um, some of our wholesale partners. Um and yeah, it's been awesome. Like I started, I was just like, oh, who do I reach out to? And then I found this guy named Bill, Bill Furman. Bill, Bill Furman. Yeah. And he's awesome. I'll call him and he'll be like, he'll either answer right away. He's got my number saved in his phone. Like he probably has like Alex Cat and Cloud. But he's been in the cafe a couple times too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. And then also I could just call them, just like call their basic sales number, get somebody on the phone and get a quick quote. And when you order stuff, it's always come super fast. Like hell of fast. If there's a spare part that we need, like something broke on the brewer, we need to like fix the spray head or something like that. It's like lightning fast. Lightning. And I love that. Curtis is lightning. Yeah. I feel confident in being like, oh yeah, we can get that to you in like two or three days. No problem. <laughs> Dude, don't make me a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Dang, that was a good episode. Yeah, that was a good one. I hope you guys like that. I hope so too. And definitely email Alex. Hit him up because yeah. he is a curious man and he does want to know. And it'll help us build a program. And we can even share what we learned, dude. I don't even care. Yeah, it's whatever. I just want to figure it out, guys. Help me. Help me help you. Help me help you. Help us help yourself. Pay it forward. Cat and Cloud. Goodbye. Bye.